KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, January 12th. Why flu cases hit a decade high in San Diego County? More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County supervisors voted 4-0 to zero yesterday in support of restricting the placement of sexually violent predators near homeschools. The proposal directs the county's chief administrative officer to request that state legislation take homeschool sites into account when deciding on placements, as it does for public and private schools. The motion comes after a state hospital last year proposed putting SVP Douglas Badger into a home in Borrego Springs that's near a home school. Restoration of passenger train service between Orange and San Diego counties is being delayed again, this time because of the recent rainy weather. Officials suspended rail service in September after inspectors detected movement in the bluffs above the San Clemente rail line. During an Orange County Transportation Authority board meeting, officials said limited passenger service could be restored late next month at the earliest. A veteran San Diego County Sheriff deputy pleaded not guilty this week to burglary and drug possession charges. Prosecutors allege Corey Dean Ritchie stole prescription medication from drug drop-off boxes at a Sheriff's Patrol station between November and this month. A prosecutor told the judge during Tuesday's arraignment Richie may have been selling the drugs. He has been suspended without pay by the Sheriff's Department and was released to a residential drug treatment facility as the investigation continues. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. This flu season has so far been a doozy. By the time November was over, it might have felt like everyone you know had the flu. But is it as bad as we think? KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser examined the data behind an unusual season. San Diego County saw more cases of the flu in 2022 than in any other year over the past decade. That's according to data from the county's Health and Human Services Agency. In just five weeks last fall, there were more cases than in all of 2021. So there's no doubt the flu hit San Diego early and hard this season. But experts are still debating why. 
theories range from decreased immunity due to COVID and increased socializing to an earlier flu season in other parts of the world. There is, however, one obvious cause, says UC San Diego epidemiologist Rebecca Fielding Miller. People stopped wearing masks. People were masking. People were being really conscientious about airborne spread of disease. People weren't gathering as much, especially in enclosed spaces. And this year, you know, that is different. And so we're seeing this huge resurgence of of the flu that we haven't seen in the last few years. She says another factor could be kids in school without masks. Last year, when we had such high levels of masking and kids were back in person for the most part, but we still didn't see this spread of flu. Almost half of the 2022 cases were in kids 17 and under. Usually, there are a lot more cases in adults than children. Very few people got the flu during the first two years of the pandemic. So that could make us more susceptible now that we're back to gathering in person without masks. So says Dr. Davy Smith, an infectious disease specialist at UC San Diego. You can think of the community as a, a gas tank full of immune responses. So it fills it up every flu season. And it wanes over the year when flu is not circulating. And then when flu hits again, it tanks it back up. But he says for the past two years, the tank was on empty. So therefore, when flu hit this year and there was more social interaction, last masking, that left more of our community open for infection and it really let it spread very quickly. But what might be true for a community isn't true for an individual. Fielding Miller says your immune system isn't like a muscle that got flabby without exercise. You don't have to exercise it all the time. Not getting sick for three years just means you didn't get sick for three years, which is really nice. It doesn't mean you're setting yourself up to get more sick later. It's important to note that the current flu season is far from over. It usually goes through March. And experts say it still remains to be seen whether the season will end up being historically bad. It could just be a normal season that peaked abnormally early. And we all noticed because COVID has made us hypervigilant. That's the thinking of Shane Crotty, an infectious disease expert at the La Jolla Institute of Immunology. The perception would be it's a really bad winter season because such a high percentage of the population is now on high alert. People are also wondering whether this year's flu season will make next year's easier. That's a difficult question to answer. For one thing, flu viruses are different every year and hard to predict. Smith of UC San Diego goes back to the gas tank analogy. He says the current season could possibly fill the community tank. Increase the amount of immune gas that we have in our community. Um, that'll last us a little bit better for the next year. And we, could, and we might get into a, a more predictable cycle for our flu. However... What I've noticed anything over the past two and a half years with COVID is that um, not to make predictions. There is one thing Smith says individuals can do to ensure their immunity gas tank is as full as possible. Get a flu shot. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. In other health-related news, a new COVID subvariant that's sweeping across the Northeast is slowly gaining a foothold in San Diego. The XBB.1.5 strain appears to be more contagious. The latest data shows it makes up under 10% of COVID infections in San Diego County. Dr. Eric Topol from the Scripps Translational Institute in La Jolla believes it will become the dominant strain 
and people shouldn't let their guard down. The virus has a myriad of ways to hurt us, and uh, we keep trying to ignore it. <laughs> it's never going to get tired. It's indefatigable, uh, whereas us humans are easily, after three years of this, have had enough, obviously, and are very tired of it, but there's no time to let down. Tobel says this variant is a type we haven't seen before and could lead to reinfections. There's no uh, data to support it's more or less severe. Uh, it's just that it spreads easily. Uh, and of course, it, it's overtaken the variants that preceded it. The latest wastewater testing shows the amount of COVID in our region is beginning to increase. Coming up, an alternative to drinking alcohol. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Egg prices continue to rise, if you can find eggs at all. KPBS reporter Melissa May went to a local grocery store to get an update. If you've passed the dairy department in your grocery store recently, you've probably noticed the limited supply and extremely high prices of eggs. Josh Aftereth is the dairy manager at Windmill Farms. Aftereth spoke with the veterinarians at the Ebenheiser Egg Ranch in Ramona and says the bird flu has really impacted the egg supply. It said 38 million egg-laying chickens have died. And then there's a bunch of other birds too. I guess it's hard to contain because I guess migratory birds are transmitting it, so it's, it's really hard to contain. According to the food market data company Erner Berry, as of Tuesday, January 10th, the average price for eggs was $4.33 per dozen. Melissa May, KPBS News. For many, the start of the new year marks a time for new or renewed goals. Goals that often include healthier habits. And for some, this means participating in Dry January, where you detox from the winter holiday season by not drinking for a month, a way to wipe the slate clean after perhaps a boozy few weeks. One way to keep you on track can be non-alcoholic alternatives. Beth Demon is a freelance writer in San Diego. She joined KPBS's Jade Heidman to talk about non-alcoholic options. Right, so from what I hear, non-alcoholic beer has always been pretty bad, got a pretty bad taste, uh, but they are showing up on shelves from local craft breweries. So is that changing? Are non-alcoholic beers tasty now? They are much tastier than they have been in the past. Every single year, I am impressed by just the different options coming out from different producers across the country and world and right here in San Diego. So they have certainly outgrown their uh, their reputation and are getting better by the day. And why do you think these breweries are upping their non-alcoholic game? 
I think more people are asking for them and not just non-alcoholic beers specifically, but just a diversity of products in general, especially in, in craft beer. Really, the core consumer is kind of aging out of being able to drink three, four five beers uh, at any given time and are looking for gluten-free alternatives, looking at things like hard seltzers and non-alcoholic beer is just a way to allow the consumer to enjoy the beverage that they want without some of the baggage that tends to come along with it. Like weight gain. Hangovers, anything mm -hmm. like that. Sure. <laughs> uh, what types of drinks work best as non-alcoholic alternatives? Well, I'm primarily a beer drinker, so I am um, a little bit biased towards the NA beers that have been coming out. But Really, cocktails are where I see the innovation and the creativity for these mocktails. Uh, some people hate that term, but uh, but I like it and think it's clever. And I, I think that the non-alcoholic or zero-proof cocktails are really driving the creativity of the segment, but beer is pretty good as well. I haven't really been terribly impressed with some of the non-alcoholic wines that I've tried, but I think that they're certainly going to to catch up to spirits and beer at some point. You know, often people drink to be social, to connect with other people. Do these kinds of alternatives help keep these connections while allowing us to cut back on drinking? Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about how hard it is for adults to make friends with one another outside of work or if you have kids or anything like that. I mean, I remember in my mid-20s moving from Virginia to San Diego, and I didn't really know how to make friends other than going to bars. And so I think people who are sober, sober curious, or just looking to cut back a little bit, uh, having an alternative without alcohol while maintaining that kind of social aspect of of drinking the thing that brings us together and the thing that many people like i think it's a great alternative and a great option for people there's often pressure to drink which can be uncomfortable especially for people who don't drink at all um could this help abstainers too I don't see why not. I mean, even when I was pregnant and I was trying some of these non-alcoholic beers that were terrible, I would occasionally going out before I would even before I even told anybody that I was pregnant, you know, maybe have a sip or a taster or a very light sessionable beer. And, and people noticed and said, oh, you know, you're you're drinking less. And they felt empowered to ask me about my my health or my body or whether I was pregnant or not. And it makes people uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. And there's a million reasons why people don't drink, whether it be health, stress, pregnancy, whatever. And to have to explain it to people, I think is already going to be uncomfortable. But being able to participate without that fear of having to explain yourself is really helpful. And it's just more common now. People drinking a non-alcoholic beer for any reason. I just don't see many people asking about it as much as they used to. And I think that's a really positive development. Are there places in San Diego where you can find a great mocktail? Oh, sure. There are places that are really well known for having them on their menu. And I think that we're going to see it more and more. Um, even places like Mr. A's and Juniper and Ivy have started dabbling with them. Um, I don't think that we can talk about mocktails or zero proof cocktails without mentioning Kindred and Mothership and South Park. They're really driving a lot of this revolution here locally. 
raised by wolves and UTC. I know that they have some options for, for the sober curious. And if you really want to get deluxe, Valle and Oceanside offer some. Uh, Campfire in Carlsbad, Botanica in North Park. And of course, for beer, Athletic Brewing Company is really leading the forefront of the NA beer movement. And even Alesmith has gotten into the game, releasing their first NA IPA. So there's certainly no shortage of places around San Diego. That was Beth Demon, a freelance drinks writer in San Diego. Her first book, The Craft Beer Lover's Guide to Cider, is scheduled for release in the fall. And there is still time to tell us your New Year's resolution, whether that be participating in dry January, deciding to not make resolutions this year, or something entirely different. You can share your 2023 goals and resolutions by calling us at 619-452-0228 and leaving a voicemail. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.